Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning already. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing is Jace. Our sponsors today, Texan Roofing, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather. It's warmed up during the night. Pretty warm out there this morning for this time of year. It's 67 down on the island in Galveston. And uh, looking at today's forecast, mostly cloudy early with scattered thunderstorms developing later in the afternoon with a high of 73. Southwest winds will be 10 to 20 miles per hour. And uh, at rain chance, they're throwing about a 50% chance in there. Tonight, though, things will change when the front comes through. A shower is possible. Uh, windy conditions, cloudy skies, and it'll become partly cloudy after midnight. Lows around 50 tonight. Winds north-northwest, 25 to 35. There could be some gale force gusts they're talking about with this blow off this Pacific front. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny and windy. High of 58, winds will be north-northwest, 25 to 35 miles per hour. So uh, pretty good blow. That uh, flush that everybody's been wanting, we may get it with this. This might blow the water out pretty good, especially with northwest. We're looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're sitting on a high right now. That occurred right at midnight. Our next tide is a low at 7.36 a.m. It's a negative 0.1, a high at 3.32 p.m. a 1.3, and then a low at 8.43 p.m. a 1.0, and then a high at 11.53 p.m. a 1.1. It's not many days you see a five-tide day like that in a 24-hour period. That's pretty cool. 7.02 a.m. is sunrise, 5.21 p.m. is sunset, and our moon phase right now is 18%. Current conditions, looking at... Uh, the Galveston Channel this morning is south at 6, gusting to 9 down there. It's 69 degrees with 64-degree water. Eagle Point, it's 70 degrees with 64-degree water. South-southwest wind at 9 to 11 miles per hour. So uh, a little warm this morning for a December morning. Could hit, you know, 80, 81, maybe 82 today. Won't break a record, but it'll get close. You know, ahead of that front, it always gets pretty warm ahead of cold fronts. All right. That, uh, that pretty much does it for the tide and weather and everything else. Let's run over to the Golden Triangle area at Sabine Lake, and let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. How you doing, man? Hey, buddy. Life is good. 
Yeah. Well, I'm doing good. all right over here. The fishing's good. Turning on my coffee pot. Life's all right. Okay. Now, I got the coffee pot turned on. I'm going to sit down here and visit with you. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Let's visit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, we still got uh, still got fish over here. I mean, today I'm going to do something interesting. Um, man wanted to bring his uh, daughter. I think she's probably 10 mm-hmm. and go on a drum fishing trip. Drum. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, drum and redfish. Mm-hmm. And there's a, uh, we've got that uh, energy outfall canal over here. Yeah. That uh, is a, uh, it's, you know, it's a warm water discharge off the power plant. Right. Comes into the Natchez River. And usually there'll be some drumming and redfish in there in December. So um, I haven't been to check them. I've been catching too many trout. <laughs> the right. trout fishing's been really strong. Man, oh man! Uh, we we did uh, Texas limits yesterday, and uh, managed to uh, bring in a three man five trout limit. We actually caught twenty two keepers that were fifteen to seventeen inches, and of course we released the after we caught the fifteenth when we released the rest of them. But I think we probably caught somewhere around seventy trout, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was a fun trip. Did not catch a redfish yesterday. The redfish are there, but they're I don't know. They show up and then they disappear for me. I, if somebody told me I had to go catch a redfish, I'd be a little bit scared. <laughs> It's they, weird how redfish do that. I mean, they've been snapping for like three months now. I mean, it's just, you know, they were saving everybody's bacon, you know, till the trout started getting going good. But uh, now they're just uh, not hearing a lot of good redfish catches right now. Some people are, you know, that target them are doing okay, but uh, just fishing in general, stumbling up on them all over the place, it's not like that right now. No. Uh, and when you find them, it's like, wow, where did all these redfish come from? Mm-hmm. And then they, the next day, they won't be there for me. I, I mean, I can usually catch one or two by accident. Yeah. But, you know, uh, they've been... <laughs> Tuesday, we got on them, we caught four. And they were just really nice-sized redfish, too. I mean, 26 category, mm-hmm. all good slot reds, pretty fish. But they're in that deep river. They're in the Sabine. Of course, I'm sure they're up to Natchez, too. I just hadn't been over there. Um, but they're in that deep water. Right. And I can see I can see them down there in big old boomerangs. You know, they're there. But sometimes I can't get them to bite. When they're down there 25 feet deep, for some reason, I'm catching some really nice-sized sand trout. And a few specks mixed in down that deep, but I just can't get one hooked up. We were expecting it all day. I mean, I can see them. I can see them on the graph or on the down imaging, and uh, can't get them to bite. I know that's got to be what it is. 
Right. Because when they show up, there's just big schools of them. But hey, they were they were elusive, and uh, we couldn't figure it out. But when you're uh, when you're catching you know seventy trout and twenty sand trout in a day, who cares about the redfish? That's, True. <laughs> True. That's not a problem. But uh, yeah, this the fishing's good, so I'm happy. As long as it holds up, I'll figure this next front tonight is probably going to kick it in the head for a couple of days. Yeah, that's, I uh, think that we should, uh, we should drop a lot of water out of this one. It's going to stay Northwest like that and blow that hard for that long. Yeah. I'm afraid that, uh, they're going to disappear for me and I'll have to relocate them. Do you think, do you think that those fish that I'm catching, I mean, they're way up the rivers, um, but I don't know whether they're going to stay there. There's a bunch of little bitty shrimp up there, and I'm thinking that those fish, unless we get a bunch of fresh water to wash them out, I'm thinking they're going to winter. That's what I'm thinking. Those little bitty shrimp, they shouldn't flush either. I mean, that's where they stay till they grow up, and then they'll come out. But, uh, yeah. man, unless you know, unless you get a big dump of fresh water with a blow like this, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think these fish are established for the winter right now. They know what's coming. Yep. And they're where they need to I be think they're just going to gonna wash up and down the river. Yeah, you know, they'll just go you know, up they and down. Move down with an outgoing a couple of miles and move back up with the incoming a couple of miles. You know the drill. It I don't I don't see any, Yeah. I don't see any change. Should be. Are those fish in the San Jacinto like that right now? I don't know. I don't go up there anymore. That's a polluted you know yeah, that's all the toxic waste dumps are up there. You know, I'll oh, go up wow. there and catch and release fish, but if people want to eat them, I don't go up there. It, uh, yeah, that's kind of scary, right? Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I mean, it's been going on for years. I mean, everybody knows where the line is. It runs from Houston Point all the way over to Red Bluff Point, and they're all waters northward or not for fish consumption. There's signs everywhere. Every boat ramp you put in, it tells you that. But everybody fishes yeah. anyway. And retains fish. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I think they ought and to make a nursery out of every bit of that up there. You know, that would be. Only. I mean, I've been saying that for years, wanting them to uh, make that a nursery. Because you can't shrimp up there, you can't crab up there because of the water quality. And uh, that would, uh, oh, yeah. you talk about. Uh, you know, keeping a lot of fish, a lot of reproduction going on, that would be that would be incredible. Well, you might be right about that. It seems a shame that you got that good a spot to fish and can't keep the fish. But yeah. it's gonna wind go up so getting far to... up there. You know, you can go in the old river and go back that way, but if you stay in the ship channel where it goes to the new river you can't go onto the power lines without a permit due to Homeland Security. There's no telling how yeah. many fish are up that channel, you know, all the way 
clear all the way up to Houston to Buffalo Bayou. You just pretty good uh, estuary up there. <laughs> it's untouched. Yeah, it's salty it's as it is now. Oh yeah. There's a lot of areas like wow. that. Well, I tell you what, we uh, we actually did some pretty serious vertical fishing yesterday. Uh, I was able to get, you know, doodle socking. In, in deep Remember water. Remember days they called it doodle socking. <laughs> doodle socking, absolutely. Doodle socking. You hadn't heard that in a while, have you? No. <laughs> Oh, no, man, that's fun. Doodle socket, man, 25 feet of water, straight up and down. Yep. Doodle it and sock it to them. That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but it's, uh, we're, we did some pretty serious uh, vertical fishing yesterday, doodle socking. If, um, if you've got down imaging, that weeds out a little bit of the clutter. You can actually see the little ten points of light. I use an amber screen, mm -hmm. and I can see those little uh, bright points of light down there. And uh, I mean, you get a boomerang on the ground, right? But uh, boy, I'm telling you, you can get on top of those fish if they're down fifteen <clears throat> to twenty-five feet. They won't pay any attention to the trolling motor on top of them. Right. And uh, one, they're chasing a lot of the time. They're out there in that river, and they'll come up to, uh, oh, you know, six feet, seven feet. A better trout will. They'll be chasing those little shrimp all over the place, and you'll have two or three birds working. It's kind of a subtle thing. You, you don't see massive wads of seagulls. You know, it's just one here and you have to watch what they do, watch their body language. And if he circles back three times to one spot, then there's there was a chance of him catching a shrimp right there. Mm. And there's fish. So what we do is ease up there, and I try to get uh, set up, up current or up wind, and cast backwards. Once that trolling motor gets locked up, I cast backwards and try to work the school up to me. That way, they, uh, they'll they come to you. You get everybody casting back to the back, and you get those fish worked up right under the transom. Yeah. And they'll be down there, and you start seeing them on that graph, and, boy, that's when you get them. Right. Then you can just drop it straight down to the bottom and shake it. And... Just catch them. We caught some nice sand trout too yesterday, 12, 13 inches. Yeah. I mean, that's that adds to the meat haul a little bit. You know, when you can only keep five trout apiece. Right. <laughs> it does. Hey, let me knock this break yeah. out, Bill. Hang on a second. I'll be right back, buddy. Okay, buddy. All right. Well, you know, Texan Roofing, they're the people I trust. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. And Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing has found the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. 
along with their honest roof inspections, A-plus management. These are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And if you tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, Tim and all his staff, they'll really work with you directly. They even talk outdoors with you. They're all outdoorsmen like we are. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com. And please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. All right. That was a nice short break. Sure. uh, Let's see. What were we talking about? Man, I don't know. I went off the charts there. (laughs) I had to do a commercial. (laughs) I lost my train of thought. (laughs) I did, too. I was eating a a snickerdoodle cookie and, and drinking a cup of coffee and and uh, I just zoned out. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, well that's a that's, deep subject. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for a shallow mind like mine. That's it. We we got them shallow minds, buddy. Fishing deep. With oh, shallow I remember. Minds. We were talking about doodle socket. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we found a, a strange thing yesterday. There. And it's been that way all week. There was the color does not make any difference. Uh, we use paddle tails, ball tails, and uh, uh, down south lures. I mean, we use a variety of different baits. I think even a, a little John in there. It didn't matter if you put the bait in front of the fish. You caught. You caught at. You know, you had to work it the right way, but as far as color, it didn't seem to make any difference. We used some 
pretty wide range of colors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kay Wiggler's got one called Pollo Loco. It's kind of a, a chartreuse and pink with a lot of sparkle in it. And, I mean, it's kind of like a chicken lure, you know. Everybody's got their own brand of that. And that's been a, a real good shrimp imitation for me. And uh, I had one of those on. I had a, a white with sparkle at one point. And uh, I think we even had a, a dark one with sparkles in it and a yellow tail. And if you got it in front of the fish just right and worked it right, you caught it. So color was not even a consideration. Uh, let's see, what what was that other? There was a, uh, I can't even remember the name of that other, but a little paddle tail we were throwing. And I think they called it the Green Hornet. <laughs> it's it's kind of a, a little bit of red flake and a little silver flake and all kind of craziness. And it caught too. So anything that kind of looks like a shrimp, they bite it. And uh, at the last, we uh, we actually started catching them in uh, four to six foot of water. They they pushed the shrimp up on a point, yeah. and we started getting them right there in four to six foot of water. And I've, we actually caught four or five Texas-sized keepers right there, some good fish. Yeah. So it's been... Uh, it's been good, but you can just as easily catch nothing as you can a bunch of fish. Yeah. You've got to find them. You heard any uh, whining from your Louisiana buddies over the 13-inch limit yet? No, I have not heard anybody saying anything. I did. I talked to one of the guides over there, uh, I think it was Monday afternoon. Or, no, it was Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, I... I got close enough to one of the boys over there. He had four people in the boat, and they were catching a few fish. And I'm, I was spotlighting. They'd come right up where I could talk to them, actually. And uh, I asked him how he felt about that lemon. He said, oh, it's okay. He said, well, we, we're dealing with it okay. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe they've they probably all realized that something needed to be done about that. But I, I think they fell short by not going to a 10-fish limit. I oh, really, I'm, really do. I'm with you on that, too. It's only one inch. I mean, one inch. That's Yeah, a 13-inch thir- fish versus a 12. I mean, they're, there's... They're both in the same category back. with me, you know, my mentality. I mean, 12, 13, <laughs> I, still, I still think they're babies, you know, you, you know, juveniles. But, hey. Yeah. Let's if that's if that's out. where they want to run their fishery, that's fine. But I think a ten trout limit would have been great. Yes, it, they've got a really productive fishery over there. The water is fairly clean and just, you know, those are some of the healthiest, prettiest fish that we've been catching. So I don't mind at all throwing back a twelve and three quarter inch trout, twelve and fifteen sixteenths, and there is a bunch of them. But uh, the last three trips, I've been throwing back a lot of almost 15s. Mm-hmm. I mean, a bunch of them. So, you know, it's it's kind of working. Um, and you got, you, really, this, most of the people that fish where I'm fishing right now uh, live in Orange Bridge City, Port Arthur. Right. And uh, 
and they're all doing five fish limits. Most everybody launches in Texas now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Louisiana guides are having to run a long way to get to where we're at. It's, uh, you know, probably 25 to 28 miles from Johnson Bayou Landing. Right. And if you come from the Ellender Bridge, it's probably about that far Hackberry. That's probably 25 miles that way, sure. 28 miles. So, you know, they want to burn that much gas to come over there. And, but they disappeared uh, Tuesday and uh, today. I didn't, I mean, yesterday, I didn't see that many. I didn't see any guide boats at all. I was yeah. the only one out there. Lots of people running up and down. And a lot of people are bass fishing right now at the right. cooler water. They're, they're, and we did catch one almost three pounds yesterday. Yeah, is there still, still bass up there in that salty water? Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. It's those, those things, somehow they move up and down. can acclimate to their water, and they can acclimate to our water. Isn't that, isn't that something, those brackish fish? It's, That's it, crazy. It's fascinating. And, and blue cat, I'll keep thinking I might catch a big blue cat any time, but, uh, you know, where I'm fishing. But those those fish are seesawing up and down the river, and the bass are, they're, the, right now, they, if the tide comes in, they go way back up in the marsh mm-hmm. and hang out, and if, when the tide comes out, they come down with that brackish water, and uh, they're, everybody's just seesawing up and down the river, you know. And, and all in that tidal water. Now, the nature's a little different. You've got a saltwater barrier up there above Beaumont. So you can actually go around that and be in pretty much fresh water. Yeah. So all the fish there are about from I-10 down or around Port of Beaumont. There's a bunch of trout there stacked up. A lot of them are 14 inches, 14 and a half, and... Uh, if you work at it, though, you can you can get five. But uh, I may uh, I'm still pondering on whether well I want to buy that Louisiana license for this next year. Yeah, um, I think I've pretty well decided I'm gonna just bail off into it and do it one more year, and then I might just go to Texas altogether. We'll see. All that's in flux in my mind. You know, <laughs> I'm always undecided, but as long as I'm going to offer a full service, both state fish, fishing trip, uh, I feel like I ought to have a license. Well, it's it's aggravating because, I mean, if you're just a recreational fisherman, you have a Texas license, you're still able to go into Louisiana waters without encroaching any land masses, you know, point to point, but go into their waters and catch your Texas size fish and come back in. But if you're a guide and you yeah. cross that line, you got to have a, a Louisiana guide license. That's, that's pretty. That seems uh, ridiculous to me. It, it really does. Know. I mean, Hey, the lake's a lake, you know, if you live in Texas yeah. and you're a Texas guide, you ought to be able to fish where you want to. And, and I, just like I feel like the Louisiana too. boys, I, I feel like the Louisiana boys ought to be turned loose to fish over here. Yeah. You know, exactly. With, with their license. It ought to if all it's reciprocal, it should be reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah, you you can fish Toledo Bend. The guides over there, they come from both sides and fish exactly. the whole way. 
And it just seems like to me that, you know, yeah, they ought to work a bit together and changing that up. That's just ridiculous. They should. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive enough to do what we do anyway. That's why I quit I'm, coming I'm, over there. That was just, you know, I just couldn't budget that kind of money. I could, uh, I could have a lot of nice fishing tackle for that money. <laughs> you know. I'm perfectly comfortable with the Louisiana guides being able to fish Texas side. Sure. I mean, I, I just think that's that's the way it ought to be. There ought to be a line of demarcation five miles one way or the other in from Sabine Lake where we could all, you know, get out there and play together. Right. But uh, one thing I, I have to encourage people, if you're going to come over here and hire a guide at Sabine Lake, you need to be sure that that guide is licensed to fish both states. But you can get into an embarrassing situation where they're, yeah, you know, they take you out of the boat and put you in the game warden's boat and grill you and make you, you know, it, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it so, is. So, uh, you know, be sure you ask that question. Yeah, we're talking before about you a do fish it. here. You know, it's yeah, talking about a fish. Talking about a little, old, <laughs> little old fish that uh, everybody has fish. a right to catch. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only in America. I think. Yeah, in America. Well, it might maybe we. Yeah, it's America. It's America. It might be. Might still be. All right, Bill. Well, sure. I got to roll out of here, buddy. If somebody wants to uh, give you a call and get hooked up with you and come over there and fish, how do they get a hold of you, man? Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one. All right. Well, you have a good weekend. Hey. Hunker yeah, down. you too, it's brother. Blow tonight, buddy. All right, Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Take care, All right, buddy. I'll see you next week. Have a good one, Bill. Good talking to you. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. What a great place to shop for quality cuts of meat. Their meat market second to none, and so is their processing facility. This week, they're double featuring Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and Cheddar Pecan Smoked Sausage. You can always try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available, and uh, they have a full menu of Pecan Smoked Barbecue. Whatever you like, they've got it, and it's all excellent. They're over, they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and check out their Pecan Smoked Pulled Pork and Homemade Hot Dogs. Gift boxes are available in-store or online. They'll even help you build a custom box for somebody you want to give to Christmas. That's a great, great gift box. Wild Game Processing, they're making their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, for meat is our middle name. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude this morning and see what he's up to. Morning, Richard. What's up? Not a lot, Mickey. That temperature's up for sure, though. Boy, it's warm, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I guarantee you it's 70 up here this morning. Well, Sweet. it's not really warm compared to what we're used to all year, but I mean for this time of year with the front coming. It's uh, warmed up during the night. Quite nice. I, I like it. I, Give me this. I do too. <laughs> ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. But the thing is, it's after this front blows in, it's supposed to be pretty cool all week. So yeah, Monday morning is gonna be pretty chilly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that's all right. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Just them dango fish were doing pretty good yesterday, though. We we right. bass fish. Oh, shoot, shall we bass fish yesterday morning? Run way up on the north end. These guys want to know how to get up in there. And I always tell people, it, we went up about 1375, which is up around the Stubblefield Lake area. And uh, I always tell people when I take them, you know, I'll, I'll go up there in my boat, but sometimes they want to go up there in theirs. And I tell them, I ain't going to do it. I won't take you up there in your boat. I'll, I'm All more right. than willing to tear mine up, but not yours. Because at any time, you're subject to hit anything up there. Because that's... It's just a minefield of stumps up there, so you, you're liable to hit anything at any time. But we run across a couple of spots up there that were pretty well loaded with fish. I mean, we were kind of going along, getting the banks and stuff, and noticed I, I was letting them run the trolling motor and everything and, and just tell them, hey, we need to go this way or that way, and got in there. And I told them, so we get up here, this one little spot, I'm going to get up there and take a look. Climbed up on the front. As soon as I got up there, there's fish everywhere. And I go, dang, they're in the middle of the canal. They're in, they're not in the on the banks. So we kind of started chugging in the middle of the canal and it started catching fish. We had probably eight or ten of them, you know, right in just one little bitty area. And it was, you know, instead of on the banks, like I so said, they were they were in the in the middle of the canals and and stuff like that. So it was a different thing, you know. I, wasn't expecting that. I was expecting them to be up there kind of at least close to the bank. They were right in the middle. So, But the water temperature, you know, is 62 up there, stuff like that. So it's up there right. And I was, I was chunking a topwater bait a lot and just couldn't get them to eat it. And finally caught them on a little crankbaits and even worm fishing them a little bit. Caught a few on, on worms, chucking them out there at them. You know, right. even though I was, say they were in the middle of the canal, it was, these canals are only like six foot deep. 
So he's run, you know, chuck it down there on the edges where it drop off. You kind of as as it would make the break between four and six foot. There's a little ledge in there, and you could just kind of chunk down those those ledges and catch them. And then yesterday afternoon went catfishing and shoot, we we jumped all over them catfish. I mean we 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 got on got on them so quick. And I said, "What? We'll change spots just to see if there are any bigger ones over at this other spot." Run over to this other spot and checked them out. They were smaller, and I said, "Shoot, we'll head back out there to this, that other one on the right in the middle of the main lake." Got out there, and kept we kept sixty-one of them, but and that's in about two and a half hours. So they yeah. said, well, "That's enough," you know. That's they, they wouldn't expect to catch them that quick. That's <laughs> whatever. That many that quick, yeah. That, that exactly. They pile up I mean, quick, man. When you're on them like that, buddy. I guarantee you they do. And they were some some pretty decent size ones too. So it wasn't you know wasn't bad. We probably threw back, you know, ten, fifteen, somewhere along in there, of yeah. the smaller ones. But but I mean it's two and a half hours of fishing and come up with you know it's over seventy fish anyway. So can't complain about that at all. No, that's, that's a pile. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to go out there this morning. I got a, a nine-year-old. We're going to get out there and see if we can't hammer on a few of them. He'll enjoy that. I guarantee he will. There ain't no doubt. Start jerking them rascals over the side. Get them bites, Hopefully. baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Action. That'll keep him motivated. Yeah, that's one of the main things. You know, get them kids out there. And keep As long as you keep them busy, they're they're good, you know. So yeah, they get kind of bored if the fishing goes slow and slack, and they uh, they lose yeah. interest pretty quick. Yes, they do. There is no doubt they'll lose it real quick. And it's one thing about it when you get those kids out there. As long as they're they're active and and in it, you know they they'll they're good. But once it slows down, it's all about when are we leaving. And once they start that, you got to you got to start saying, "Well, let's try a little bit longer." Throw them an iPad, you know. There you go. There you go. I've seen that before. I don't. I'm not into that. Not me. Not me. I keep them going on the fishing as much as I can, you know. So, and with them, like I say, with the catfish bite, the way they the way they're biting, I mean, that's just the way to go with the kids anyway. You know, they get a lot of people say, "I don't want to go crappie fishing with with nine and ten year olds." No, that's a mistake. You know, years ago, whenever, you know, well, there yeah, were a lot of crappie. Yeah, it was, it was different. You go out there and jerk them over the side the same way you jerked them catfish over the side. But anymore, as the catfish, is, uh, crappie fish is not like that. You know, not on Conroe anyway. There's, there's different lakes where, yeah, you can you can get out there and take them crappie fishing and keep them interested in it. But, but, uh, not on Conroe. It's just like I say, there's just not enough of them there. It's just, it's just, it just kills me that there's not though. So, and it always, you know, it always gets me. Everybody, everybody talks about catching them when they're in the shallows. Well, when they're in the shallows, they're spawning. Leave them alone. So, that's that's the hardest thing for people to understand. Yeah, they're up there and they're they're big and they're easy to catch, but you're taking that that future population of fish away from the lake so it's you gotta leave them alone let them let them reproduce but yeah, you know the other people licking their chops ready for that shallow water meat haul <laughs> i guarantee you there are there's no doubt a bunch of they are 
already and there's and it's coming you know it's getting close so you know once everything settles down and gets right moon phase and right water conditions it's it's uh it's on you know but like i say that's that's when you really need to leave them alone but but especially on conroe and i always get that conroe's a big lake no it's not it's a little it's a pond compared to something like sam rayburn or toledo Bend. so it is yeah it really is you know because i forget the numbers on rayburn but it's like a Hundred and sixty-seven thousand acres, and then Something you got like that at normal pool, yeah, yeah, and then you got Toledo Bend that's one hundred and ninety thousand, and then Conroe's twenty-seven thousand. So yeah, I mean they're, you know they're they're that's one quadruple one big cove in one of those other lakes. <laughs> that's pretty much it, you know, yeah. and that's and so it's not as big a lake as people make it out to be or think it is. You know, and just uh, for example, yesterday morning when we went bass fishing, I picked the guys up at the dam, and we ran all the way up north, which is as far north as I'll run wide open, and yeah. uh, it, took, it took 11 minutes. So, 11-minute run going about 65 miles an hour. So, after you get on river, an 11-minute run gets you about halfway up one arm. So... It's uh and barely gets you across the main body of the lake. Right. That's because I mean Rayburn is just just big. I mean there's there's no doubt about it. And then like I say Toledo Pins, it's even bigger because yeah there ain't no straight line on Toledo. You run a, run boat lanes or you run through stump fields. There's mm-hmm. no in between. Not not much open water on Toledo that you can just take off and say I'm gonna run from this side of the lake to that side of the lake. You run out there and you find a boat lane and jump in it and, and just hope you stay in it because it's there's some of them stumps that are right on the edge of those boat lanes and some of those lanes are just marked with with one pile in here and one pile in there. You don't have a a red and a green side where you know you're safe in the middle. You just run next to those those posts that are in the water already and it's just one. So and there may be three miles of of one post. And they they may be even drove on top of a stump as as it is, but everybody hugs them like crazy whenever you get to running through there. Yeah. So, and when it gets low, you know you can see some of them. You can see some of those old lanes where it used to be a logging road in there or, or whatever it was, you know, because it you know line through there and you just see a gap, and and that's what how you run them. But but still, it's a it gets treacherous over there. Conroe gets that way on the extreme north end anyway. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those where when you get up there, you just shut down and start idling, and that's all you can do. And it may take you 30 minutes to idle into some of them spots well, just because. It's, only lo- it's the only logical thing to do, seriously, you know. It really is. I mean, like, one example is Peach Creek. It's in the middle of the lake. I've kind heard of north about Peach Creek. <laughs> oh my gosh! I've poked holes in three boats in that creek, and I've idled. You can't run in it, you know. And there's there's stumps all out in the mouth of it, and you just you in the I don't know what it is about those stumps in that creek, but they are some of the sharpest and hardest stumps in the whole lake. Like I say, nice. I've idled in there. They are. I mean, they're, they're just absolutely solid. And I've idled in there before, and like I say, I've poked holes in three boats in that creek. 
Yeah, it's just running over the stumps. You just can't you can't avoid them. There's no way to avoid them. They're just so close together. Sometimes you wedge yourself in between a couple of them. You gotta back out of them because you can't you can't go forward. The back of the boat's wider than the front. Right. So it'll just stick in there, and you go, dang it. And all you can do is just back up and try to find another another way through. So, but there's some fish in it, even though it's not a, a really big creek, but it's just hard to get in and out of. So I just, I, I avoid it like the plague. I mean, there's people ask me all the time, do you ever fish in there? Uh, very, very rarely. I think over the past 20 years, I've been in Peach Creek maybe 10 times. Because it's, like I say, it just tears your boats up. I just don't like it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy as much as, as possible when I get into something like that. Now, Caney Creek, I, it's, there's lanes in there where you can run in and out of. But there's, I see people run right through the middle of it. And when they go right down the middle, it's just a giant stump field. And one of the, you know, one of the biggest mistakes they, they do on Conroe, even following a map like a Navionics ship, or yeah. something like that. They'll follow the, the creek channel or the river channel. And the, on Conroe, that's a mistake. The channels are so narrow, and they're lined on both sides with trees. So you can't just run the channels. You know, the other lakes you can, but not not Idle. Conroe. Yep, Idle. Idle or nowhere. Exactly. Or have exactly. you a good track that you can depend on and know it. All right, Richard, that's, i got to run, man. If somebody wants to get with you and come up and fish with you and learn how to do it, how they get a hold of you, bud. Well, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. Hunker down tonight. Yes. It's going to blow, Yes, buddy. sir. All Y'all right, have man. fun. See you. Uh, All right. All right, that's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Let's run down Matagorda Way now, and let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie Paradoski, what's up? Morning, morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm fair to middling. Fair to middling. I've heard fair that before. Middling, man. Yeah, buddy. Middling. Yep, well, I didn't have any takers for today, so no way in low. No. Well, no. You've had some pretty good catches this week. It's just, it's too easy this week. So, oh, I don't want to hear that. After all, just, after uh, all the grinding, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get them. They, uh, they've been right where they are supposed to be this time of year. You know, as soon right. as we got some southerly winds, and it would have been real good this morning, too, before this front. But, sure. You know, bookings are starting to slow down. So, it is what it is. I don't even think it's got good yet. I, you know, I'm May not curious have. to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens after this. Uh, you know, this fallout tomorrow or whenever. Yeah, tomorrow evening. This uh, we're gonna have a northwest wind, pretty darn stiff for 24 hours. Yeah. Every, what gets me is they're the calling for. News. They calling for gale force gust. You know. Well, you know they did the same damn thing. I think last weekend or the weekend right. before, and it, it it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So who knows? Well, who knows? Missing on this one. Yeah, 
Well, you know, I'm seeing, on, I'm seeing on the weather report that the wind's supposed to be southeast uh, Monday and Tuesday. So. Yeah, it's going to turn right around. But if it blows like that, we're not going to have any water Monday morning. It's going to be cold yeah. and no water. Boy, it's going to make for a tough bite, high pressure. Boy. Yeah. Well, I was surprised when I fished Tuesday. I had really, really high pressure, and we still caught those fish. You know, it wasn't. Hot and heavy, we had the ground on them, but uh, yeah. they ate. So. Well, that's what we did down, you know, fishing with Cliff. We had the ground on them, you know, with that high pressure. And it was a, it it uh, it could have been worse, I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah. At least we had but, some wind on Tuesday, Monday. It was just, you know, ice cream flat. Yeah. Yeah, it was over here, too. And, and. There's not a lot of people fishing right now. I, I didn't see but about four or five guides out yesterday. Yeah, we didn't hardly see anybody either. So, you know, a lot of people aren't fishing right now. Are any of your I fish know. deer catching, are any of them slicking at all, popping any slicks? No. It hasn't been weird this year. I mean, it. you know, for about two weeks we had a little period there where, hey, man, it's like old times. They're popping slicks, showing themselves bait coming to the top and and then uh well that was it <laughs> yeah no uh where i'm fishing right now uh there should be slicks everywhere and i hadn't seen one yeah. all week not all week boy they're holding on you to know, their food i, I guess regurgitating that's crazy I know the two, the only two guys I had near me yesterday, I, Tommy was out there. I think he said they released about a 28, and Hillman right. was out there. I don't know how he did. But. Yeah, Hillman told me so. He did good. He caught them. It started I'm off sure slow. He, did. he said the midday bite was the best, you know. And uh, yeah. But he said, yeah, I seen your old buddy Charlie. <laughs> he said I yelled at him <laughs> when I went by. Yeah. I thought they'd get them out there. My my bite was early. I got them right off the bat. Did you? They're not well, on every Steve street. Steve waited all morning, it. too, you know, and waiting was tough. I think yeah. he said they caught four or five waiting, and he spent a lot of time in the water. And then once he got out in the boat and got on that deeper shell, that's when he started catching them. Yeah. yeah I don't think the, the, the waiters have done much this week. They really don't. All those fish are out there in the middle. And the rest, redfish just disappeared, you know, Isn't that catching something? one or two a day now. Bill and I were talking about that a while ago. It's just like you can't can't get around them, can't get rid of them, and then all of a sudden you can't even catch one or two, you know. Yeah. No, I don't think it's got good yet. I think um, it's still still coming. You know, unless we get a, you know, a blue norther in here, a rip snorter, uh and I just think all these little fronts are going to make it better and better and better. Really do. Yeah. But, well, duck season opens today, and um, and just uh, the right time of the year to be hunting and fishing. So, if you want to catch some fish, you need to go. Right. Catch it in between these fronts, and you'll get them. You'll get them. It is yep. right between fronts. I haven't even time. looked at, yeah, I hadn't looked at long range. We have uh, 
a lot of fronts coming this week or expected to come or what's no, what's going this on? This one's going to do it for a while and it uh let me look at it again. Uh next next weekend another one. Looks like next Saturday another front. But it's going to oh. be you know mild. It's going to be lows in the 40s all week and then uh low to mid 60s that front but that front's not much of a temperature change just a wind switch about it yeah doesn't do yeah, it. it was chill it was chilly every morning this week until yesterday and then up and down that's the way it's been yeah they're showing 36 monday morning 36 yeah well how about a 50 mile boat riding that yeah that'll be uh <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the coldest one yet. So yeah, it will. Well, maybe winter's trying to get here. Yes, sir. All right, Charlie P. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over to Matagordon, hanging out and fishing with you, how they get a hold of you, bud? Call me on my cell phone seven one three seven two five two four zero one. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Take care, Mickey. All right, see you, man. All right, it's Captain Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 